Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1-300-733-619 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Time to talk all the football news, and uh, we're joined, as always, by producer James Clark. Morning, Clarkie. Hi, boys. Hello, James. And uh, we have on the line uh, former Socceroo Scott McDonald. Just at a time where we thought Brazil was sort of flexing uh, their muscles and were easily going to go through to the quarterfinal. We still think they will. They're up 4-1, but another good chance by South Korea. Well saved. So they're making a better shout of it in the second half. Scott, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Lots of uh, football to talk about, guys, that's for sure. It feels like I've not talked to you guys in ages because it's been... <laughs> so many games, there. yes. There's been a lot that's happened. Yeah, what are we up to? 54 games, Scott? Uh, just, but who's, <laughs> count, who's, who's counting, really? Uh, oh. plenty, plenty of goals. There's been been some great games, but it's been some not-so-great games, but that's what you get in a, in a tournament. But um, I guess we'll start by just... Uh, Putting a, a dovetail on the the end of the Socceroos campaign, uh, Scott, uh, as a former Socceroo, uh, give us a good wrap up of what what you saw from the Socceroos, and you, you must be immensely pleased of just how well they competed and and how how well they 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 just weren't overawed by that occasion against Argentina. It just came down to a couple of pretty bad mistakes uh, on Australia's part, and it could have it could have gone either way there at the end if. Uh, Garen Quoll got that goal, but um, yeah, you must be immensely proud. Look, I think we all are, guys. I think um, it's really put football on the map again in Australia, that's for certain, and um, look, certainly proud of them. And in terms of before, you know, leading into this tournament, all the negativity during the qualification process, um, they've really shown um, the Australian way um, in terms of how they've been successful at this tournament, you know. Uh, underdogs, backs to the wall, real team unit, and, and defied deltas, you know, pretty much the whole way through. Um, everyone's loving it now, but, you know, if you're Graham Arnold and the players, it's like, well, you know, don't doubt us. Um, you know, there's a strong bond between this group now, and, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. You know, obviously, Graham Arnold's contract's up. Does he stay? Does he go? Um, I was probably one of the ones that thought, you know what, it probably is time to go and, you know, have someone in to inject some new ideas and, and, and whatnot because the qualification process was, was pretty bland. But, you know, for what he's done with his group, um, you wouldn't put it past, you know, the FA to, to give him a new deal. And I, and I think he deserves it as well. And, and, and now Graham's going to go down as one of the best coaches that, that Australia's ever had, you know, in terms of, you know, this is, the boys are history makers, you know, to, to get six points, two clean sheets at uh, a World Cup. They only had two wins prior to this. So, you know, they've matched that now. We've got four and, um, you know, they've done a tremendous job. And like I said, to, you know, putting Australian football back on the map again. And, you know, it's, it's up to the FA now and, and the A-League to now grab this and, and go with it and try and promote the game and, and bring it back to its strengths uh, like we've seen prior, you know, with the, the, the crowds that were there and the atmosphere. And, and I think, that, yeah, culturally as well, I think, the, you know, Australian people just have to get it, you know, the media as well in terms of what kind of create, you know, partisan or, you know, how how emotional and, uh, you know, the fans can be in the game and the atmosphere that they can create. It's, it's not not to a detriment. It's actually to, you know, the, the positiveness of the game. Yes, we don't want idiocracy with it, but, um, you know, it's it's acceptable around Europe and, and the likes of South America and everywhere else. So, we, we you know, we're not used to it in our sport here and the codes. Everyone mixes and... It's all friendly most of the time, whereas, you know, it's segregation and, and passion and, 
it's like another part of your family being a being a football fan. So um, the more we can get that, the better the game will be for for Australia as well. Well, Scott, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, part of the beauty of the World Cup and uh, the reason it uh, ignites passion as it does is once every four years, isn't it? I mean, there's no overkill. You you really look forward to it, and uh, this particular tournament hasn't let anyone down with the quality. I suppose the downside is uh, trying to maintain the momentum during that four-year period in a country that, in reality, we provide soccer players to other leagues. Um, it's a delicate balancing act as to how best to uh, sort of capitalise on the goodwill that exists at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think there has to be a, a process in place where the development of the player um, is, is the most important thing. Where they go from there is, is not really a problem for me. I think because if we're doing our job correctly and we're, we're building the profile of the player and we're actually developing them, then the finances should be there now for us to go and capitalise on. Teams will have to come and actually pay money for our players, which will then stand the, the league or the, the clubs in better stead um, in terms of financially where they can further develop, whether that's training grounds or facilities or or put it into the development of the player, whatever it may well be, um, then that has to happen. But I think the, the national team and the FA need to look at a national training centre as well for, for all national teams and, and having that because all the top countries have it. You know, the, the, the Australian FA don't have anything to their name right now that they actually possess. So that needs to change dramatically because the Australian Institute of Sport, everyone bangs on about, was very successful for, for Australian football. Not to say we go back to that again, but we need to find another way. And I think obviously having that national training camp or training centre, um, like Clairefontaine, the French do so yes. well, uh, unbelievably well. You know, you look at this French team again from how it's just continued on from 2018. And I'll tell you what, 2026, they will again because I've seen the youth teams um, that are coming around the corner. So, you know, and that's the type of ideas that we have to now go and implement within our game. You make a very good point, Scott. Cricket has invested heavily here in Queensland. Uh, uh, the Ian Healy Field in the northern suburbs of Brisbane, Allen Borderfield, it's a centre of excellence there. And it's not just the test team or the first team, it, it's all the underage groups and the female teams as well. So whenever they get together for camps, they have these A1 facilities available to them. And I'm not too sure if... With the Kangaroos in Rugby League or, or the Wallabies, I don't know if they've got the same facility, but it's very important going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, Miss Palaszczuk and, and the likes of these, you know, state governments and, and state feds, you know, it's all right. Na the national government have given money to, to, to the game, but if we look at overall, and, and the numbers and the facts are there that, you know, Australia, you know, within Australia, the, the game of football is the most participated sport at a junior level. However, we get the least funding and, and the facilities that we have, as particularly, and I'll go on about Queensland because it's crying out for it. It's absolutely disgraceful to be perfectly honest. Some of the facilities that we see and, sure and what, and it's, and it's not, and it's not a problem for me that other codes get the money. Uh, that's not the, the argument here. It's like there should be a, a fair across the board that, you know, everyone gets the same. Um, if that's going to be the case, because if we're the most participated sport and we get the least, then, uh, it really puts our backs to the wall right from the very beginning. And, and that makes the journey and what we've done at this World Cup even more uh, impressive. Um, so that has to change in my mind. Before we get on to these uh, all-important games coming up, Scott, the quarterfinals that uh, we're looking ahead to, um, just on the soccer is I think probably the, the biggest thing that I, I like to look at is not only just how the country uh, 
got behind it, you know, these live sites, but also the, the just the football, the local football clubs too that were, were packed to the brim, not only supporting the Socceroos, but they support, you know, like your Gold Coast Knights. They they get behind their their the Croatian teams. It, it's just wonderful to see. But on the positive side for the Socceroos, it's just the, the, the youth that we're seeing now and we're going to see the likes of, you know, Harry Suter, Kai Rolls and... You know, Riley McGrees of the world just um, plying their craft and hopefully in bigger leagues in Europe. Yeah, look, absolutely. You know, I'm already, you know, Scotland, let's say Mirren, um, you know, the manager there to come out and his fear of losing Kieran Bacchus already, yeah. um, which, which I think will be a possibility. And we will see a lot of our players now get the opportunity to uh, kick on, I think, um, just through the impressive campaign that they've had. Um, it really puts them on the world stage, doesn't it? Obviously, being in this tournament. Um, but look, what it does as well is it gives the ambition to other A-League players or younger players um, to now go and once again um, push themselves and ply their trade over in you know European football. Because no question for me, if you want a strong national team, it's great to have a strong A-League, and that's what we want. However, our best players need to go to Europe. They need to go and learn and play against the best players in the world. That's that, that's how you get better playing in, in, in the strongest competitions in the world. And um, the more we have that now, the, the better we will be. I think we went through a lull of a four- to eight-year period where the cash cow was Asia because we joined the Asian Confederation and all of a sudden we were very, very uh, fanciful to all the Asian countries and we were giving unbelievable amounts of money to individuals, which is great for the individual. However, for our game, I think it's really suffered in that process. So. I think it's good to see all our younger players now wanting and, and now trying to get to Europe again. Okay, now let's look at Morocco and Spain. Who do you like? Uh, Morocco, they just have punched well above their weight in this tournament, uh, taking on Spain. 650, Morocco outside is a draw 390, Spain $1.55. Look, I, I, it's crazy, isn't it? I, I can't see past Spain. I don't see them making the same mistake twice. Against Japan, you know, if you watch that first half against Japan, you're thinking. This could be the the champions of the the, the World Cup. Uh, they were that good, and then come out second half and uh, total turnaround. It was unbelievable. But look, they'll dominate this game. There's no question. But Morocco have got one of the best defenses going into this tournament. Uh, their managers was in place three months prior to to obviously the World Cup itself. But they've continued that form as well. So they're going to be very tough to break down for the Spain uh, for the Spaniards. But Look, I think it will be tight, but I think you know Brazil will get over the line in this one, and uh, probably about one, probably one nil for me. Okay, so you're going to go Spain one nil in that one. Uh, Portugal, Switzerland, uh, Portugal dollar eighty seven, uh, three sixty the draw, but Switzerland at four dollars, and dude, they've they've been they're a tough team to take on, aren't they? Um, they're, they're set up, uh, they're they're very strong, they're good captaincy too, Janet. Uh, uh, Janet Zacker from uh, Arsenal there, but um, how do you see this one panning out with uh, Ronaldo? Yeah. Well, look, there's more stories coming out about Ronaldo, you know, throwing his toys out the pram again and, and having arguments with the manager and everything else. Doesn't bode well for, for Ronaldo and his legacy, what he's leaving behind right now, but he's still got an opportunity to really put all that right and, and you know, shut all the doubters up uh, if, if he was to win this tournament. So, um, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he stakes a claim again uh, within this one. It won't be plain sailing for Portugal. I can I could see this one going extra time, Clark. You know that. Yeah, I think, okay. like you said, Switzerland are a decent side. They really are. Um, and, and I think this could go all the way to penalties as well. And, uh, but I think Portugal will will probably come out on top. So I'm going to say pens. There you go. 
Okay, Portugal and, and method of victory might uh, take Portugal on to win in penalties. Netherlands, Argentina. Um, Jesus, this will be a great game too. Three fifty. Netherlands draw three twenty and two dollars two dollars fifteen for Argentina. Now it gets tricky, Clarky. Now, yeah. now we get to the real part of the tournament where quarterfinals, uh, all the top teams start to play against each other. And I've really liked the Dutch. Uh, basically, the uh, my dark, dark horse, weren't they? Against, yeah, yeah. My, my dark horse is going up against the the ones I picked to be the champions. You know, so and you know what, Louis Van Gaal just he, he just does the job time and again. It's you know the Dutch media don't really like it and um, how he plays his football, but the success he's had at, at World Cups. You know what? I'm going to go with the Dutch in this one. I think it's going to be another classic uh, like France 98 when they played each other. Dennis Bergkamp scored a wonderful goal that day. Um, but I think I think the Dutch will just get over the line 2-1 in this one. And it's probably going to be the end of the road for Lionel Messi. There you go. Yeah, we all remember Dennis Bergkamp, don't we? Uh, England versus France. So this will be a beauty. Um, but France with that man Mbappe, you've, you've claimed him as the... The best footballer on the planet, and uh, there's no questions uh, on that. Like his performance yesterday was just something, something else. Two world-class goals, and uh, he's a match winner. England three ten. The outsiders there. The draw three twenty-five. France two dollars thirty. Yeah, look, uh, the, the, the golden boot leader, you know, Mbappe already scored five goals at this tournament, um, beating what he scored in the in, in 2018. Uh, Dembele is a huge threat on the other side, and Oliver Giroud. Um, who never thought he'd probably get a, you know, many minutes in this World Cup. Obviously, Benzema missing out. Now is the all-time leading scorer in France football. Look, they've got options, guys. But look, England are wonderful too. I really can't pick a winner in this one, Clark. This is such a hard game to pick a winner. They're both top top class teams. England have been in fine form as well off the back of you know, their victory in the round of 16. Looking really good. Harry Kane getting his first goal as well. I really, It's going to boil down who gets that first goal. It really is. If England score it, then they'll, they'll, they'll go on to win it. I think um, if France score it, then I just don't see a way back for England. So if you're asking me and you are, I'm let's go for draw. I'm going to have to say the French. There you go. The French, but we might also look at a, a draw after 90 minutes there because that th- this is how that one could could play out. So, but uh, we'll chat again on Thursday, Scott. So you get some rest and uh, we'll we'll chat Thursday morning. Wonderful guys, thanks.